Welcome to the Not So Simple Life. Meet your hosts, Kylie Vanami and Sophie Longford. These two fashion models are talking all things wellness, beauty, fashion, and all the not so simple things in between. Let's get into it. Happy New Year to all of you. We hope you all had such an incredible holiday season, and we are pumped to start off the new year with a really great episode talking all about health, wellness, and fitness. Absolutely. We are thrilled to kick off 2023 with today's guest, Bailey Brown. She is the founder of the incredible fitness app called Align, and she's here to give us all of her Pilates expertise. She is such a ray of light and she is giving us so many tips for the new year in this episode. Yes, we know you guys are going to absolutely adore this one. Adore Bailey. This is such an inspiring conversation going into the new year. Let's go ahead and chat about our new year's goals, our new year's mindset. Let's do a little small talk before we get Bailey on here. Yeah, we couldn't have a more perfect guest coming on to kickstart the new year and get us all motivated to get back on our A-game after all the holidays splurging and the parties and everything that's been going on. But in terms of goals, I think this year, I just, I want to be like the happiest I've ever been. Yeah. At the end of the day, happiness is what it's all about. So that's my biggest goal. And also to be in the best shape of my life. Well, yeah, keep at those workouts and you're destined to have your best body ever. For me, it is going to be a career focused year, but I always want to make sure I'm balancing that out in all of the ways possible. So I want to, just like you, kind of have my happiest year yet. I'm chasing something that I'm really excited about. I love having my own company. I am with a new modeling agency. So yeah, I am just going to make sure I'm leading my year with balance and doing everything in moderation because you know too much of anything is never a good thing. So that is going to kind of be the mindset of my year. It's 2023 and I feel good things. I feel like it's going to be a good year. I mean, both of us have our businesses that we're working on now, and I feel like it's going to grow so much, and it's just the beginning. So I'm very excited to see what this year has in store for us. But what advice can we give to the listeners who are finding it hard to kind of get motivated and get back on their A-game with the start of the new year, considering all the splurges? So what do you do to try to get yourself out of that slump? Yeah, well, I think first and foremost, let's bring some perspective here. Some years I am like new year, new me, my best self. I have a vision board. I have goals. I have this and that. And sometimes I just roll into the new year after drinking all through the holidays and I'm just like not organized and efficient in any way at all. So for those of you who are listening right now and you're like, oh my God, I'm not feeling very inspired going into this new year. I just had so much fun. I feel like I pushed myself back a little bit in the sense of productivity because your holidays were so hectic. No worries. Like don't put so much pressure on January 1st. I think that's something that I have learned over the last few years because sometimes I'm not always feeling inspired also. Well, let's be honest. I don't think I've ever set my goals for the 1st of January, because that's always going to be a hangover day for me. And I think for most people, it's always January 2nd. That's when we can get the ball moving and get back into our routines. But yeah, January 1st is always a write-off. Yeah. I think just, you know, go into your year with your toolbox, know the things that make you feel good. If you love a soul cycle class to get your mind right, if you 
love to do a juice cleanse for your body, if you love to, you know, journal out all of your goals for the year, whatever it is, just have your toolbox of wellness hacks and fitness and health and, you know, just do the things that help make you feel good. And I think you'll feel right back on track after the holidays in just a couple of days. Yeah. And if you are stuck in the slump and you're struggling to get get out of it, my best advice is just to get up and do some movement. Even if it's Mm -hmm. 10 minutes, like even a 10 minute stretching flow, it will shift all of that energy and just get you up and moving. So this is why this episode is so perfect, especially for those of you that are in that slump, just get you going. 100%. I am calling in health and wealth and happiness for all of us, but I think it's just about that time. Let's go ahead and get Bailey Brown onto the show. All right, guys, we have Bailey Brown with us today. Bailey, thank you so much for being here with us. We've been so excited for this episode. It's long overdue. I'm so happy to be here. I have been listening to your podcast since the beginning, so it is an honor. I'm so excited. We love that so much. We're going to have such a nice conversation today. I feel like with this being the first episode of the year, all of the topics we're covering is going to help everyone really rebound into the new year with a good, nice mindset. So I would love for us to start this episode by you introducing yourself a little bit and telling us just about your journey and becoming someone whose entire career is in this fitness space. For sure. So my name is Bailey. I'm a Pilates instructor. I started teaching Pilates when I was in university. And as soon as I finished, I moved to Australia and started filming workouts on the beach in Australia, putting them up on YouTube. And from there created my app Align, which really focuses on, you know, Pilates based movement, mindfulness, and working with your body and hormones as a woman. And I've always been really into working out and wellness and eating healthy. So it's been quite a journey to get to where, you know, I am today, where I do my app and teaching workout classes full time there. And it's, it's honestly been a dream. So I'm excited to talk about it with you guys. Oh my God. Amazing. Let's talk about life in Australia for a second. I love Mm -hmm. Australia. Where were you living? So I lived in Sydney in Bondi with the best. It's honestly, it's such a beautiful place to live and such a good lifestyle. I feel like if you wake up and you do the coastal walk and mm-hmm. you do your, you know, yes. So have you guys both been there? I lived on top of, I can't remember what it was called. It was like Moo Burger or Fat Burger or something like that. Oh, yeah. but I was on top of this burger joint that everyone knew right on Bondi Parade. I was like oh there gosh. for six weeks, fell in love with Australia. Yeah. I love that you're there. Like it's such a nice life. Yeah, it's incredible. It's I I mean, I'm excited to go back, but I love being here too. I always said if my family weren't living in England, being so far away in the time difference, mm. I would 100% choose to live in Sydney. It has everything. It has the nature. It has the city. It has like the nightlife. The people are amazing. It's just the best place to be, in my opinion. Yeah, it's honestly, it is a dream living there for sure. <laughs> Well, we have been following you just as long as you've been following us. And we've definitely seen your journey over the last few years and how much you've grown from BB Fit app to the Align app. And we would love to just talk about how 
transparent you are on social media. You've always been open to sharing kind of what your life looked like before you started all of this and like how your daily practices and your movement and your healthy lifestyle has really changed your life in all of the best ways. So I'd love to kind of talk about that journey from how you used to be to how you feel like you are now. For sure. So throughout my life, I've definitely struggled a lot with body image and with finding balance with food and exercise. And I do feel like, you know, I've always tried to give really advice, really good advice to people, but a lot of times I don't take it myself. And as much as I would always share, like, listen to your body and you need to love yourself internally, I wasn't really taking my own advice. And I would be, you know, really trying to beat my body into something it wasn't with different restrictive diets or with over-exercising and doing a bunch of intense HIIT workouts. And it really was about a year ago when all of this had to really change for me because I started to have these different health issues. So I started gaining weight really quickly. And also my skin was breaking out. I was bloated after everything I ate. I was having anxiety and mood swings, and it really did feel like my body was starting to fight against me. And it turned out that what I was going through were a bunch of different hormonal imbalances from years and years of under eating over exercising. And I basically had to overhaul my entire lifestyle, like how I was working out, how I was fueling my body and, you know, actually start to practice some of the things that I've talked about before, practicing more self-love, more mindfulness. And that is actually kind of what inspired creating a line as an app, because it is about really trying to come back to you and connect yourself and align with who you want to be and how you want to feel and how you want to show up. And it's been such a journey for me. I think it's still a journey. And I think it's really common with a lot of women I speak to, like, it's hard for us to find a lifestyle that's really going to make us feel good. And, and one where we're actually thriving and we're not trying to like force our body to be something it's not. And we're embracing ourselves as we are and focusing on feeling good. So I do, I love to share about that because I mean, if I can help anyone not go through some of the things I did, I think that's important or maybe just, you know, inspire people to start practicing a little bit more self-love and focusing on feeling good. Yeah. That's why we loved creating the podcast actually, because it was like a way for us to be transparent and to be open with our listeners and to share other people's stories and personal things so that people have somewhere they can go and like hear these stories and feel like they're not alone. I love it. Oh, I love that. I honestly, I think you guys do such a great job at that. I love to listen. So I think it's amazing what you're doing. Thank you. I think it's really nice for anyone who's trying to better their life to connect with someone who did come from a place of struggle because then it's it just feels more relatable and it kind of shows that, okay, if they got from there to here, then I can do it too. So I think it's so great that you've always been so transparent, but we'd love to start at the beginning of your fitness journey. What was it about Pilates that stood out so much more than all the other workouts? Because I'm sure you were trying everything when you were trying to kind of change your life, right? Totally. So I, I always joke about this because 
I used to be such an exercise addict. Like I was going to so many classes every day. I think I've tried everything from, you know, boot camp to boxing to bar. And the one thing that I always would go back to is Pilates. And I think it's really, you know, in the past year, especially I've been primarily just doing my, my own sort of Pilates based workouts and low impact workouts. And I feel like it can be so underrated as a form of exercise that, you know, can strengthen your entire body and you can get really beautiful results from Pilates workouts, but also it's just, you know, what I want from a workout now is less about trying to, you know, lose 10 pounds or have abs or, you know, all of those things can be great. But I think my focus now is so much more on, I want a workout that's going to make me feel connected to my body. I want something that's going to leave me feeling, you know, more energized after. And I just love, you know, it's gentle on the body. It's low impact and it's, I don't know. I just, I crave that Pilates. So I'm probably a little biased. <laughs> <laughs> no, I a hundred percent agree. Pilates is it's for me, Pilates and yoga are the most mindful movements. And so that's why I find it so important because it does better your mental health as well as getting you in shape and giving you a beautiful physique too. It's so mindful. So I a hundred percent agree with everything you're saying, but I know you mentioned as well that you were working out too much and it was really affecting your health. So how often do you work out now? And what do you think is like the right amount of fitness necessary for someone to see the right results? Yeah. So one of the biggest things that I've been trying to do recently is switch up my workouts, sort of depending on where I'm at in my menstrual cycle. And when I had my hormonal imbalances, I sort of started to learn about our cycle as women and how our hormones fluctuate throughout the course of our cycle. And there are certain times where you can actually benefit from maybe working out more intensely or more often, but then there's also certain times of our cycle where we really need to slow down and take more rest, focus on more restorative movement. So what I've been trying to do is sort of in that first half of my cycle, my follicular phase, my ovulation phase is I'll probably work out like four or five days a week and do 30 to 45 minutes, some low impact cardio and Pilates workouts. But then in the second half, so my luteal phase, menstrual phase, which is basically like when you have PMS or you're getting your period, you're on your period, our body can't handle that sort of intense exercise. It can be counterproductive. So I really will try to slow down and I might only do three days a week for 30 minutes and mix in some more walking or more stretching, more meditating, that kind of more mindfulness. And I think that's something great that if you can try to, you know, just take note of your energy each day and check in with yourself and say like, what does my body need? Do I need something that's going to be more energizing? Do I feel like I can push myself and work towards my goals? Or do I feel like doing an intense workout is going to leave me feeling burnt out or exhausted. And maybe I'd be better off to just go clear my head with a walk outside or some stretching. So I think sort of just checking in with yourself each day. And as a general sort of, you know, rule, it's great to move your body like three to five days a week doing different various forms of movement. And I also I think the biggest thing is really consistency at the end of the day. So if you are looking to achieve a certain result, it's going to be important to be consistent and to do any type of movement that you can stick to. 
And if you are enjoying something, you want to do it, those results will follow. Hi guys, I'm just going to quickly jump in here to remind you all that 2023 is the year for all of us to become the best version of ourselves. So we are going to kickstart this year being healthier and happier and Shaped by Sophie is the perfect way to kickstart that journey. So if you're looking to shed some pounds, increase muscle definition and find a healthy, sustainable way to eat, then it's time you head on over to shapebysophie.com and sign up for a free trial today. And for as little as 20 cents a day, you can get unlimited access to all of my online workouts, recipes, meditations, and you can even get a free one-on-one consultation with myself. So why spend your money on expensive fitness classes and gym memberships when you can achieve even better results for a fraction of the price, all from the comfort of home? But don't take my word for it. Try it out for free now and see the results for yourself. And before we get back into the episode, here is a little gift from me to you to help you get on your way. Use code SIMPLE20 to get 20% off any yearly membership plans. I can't wait to see all of your transformations, but for now, it's time to get back to the episode. So these workouts that are centered around your cycle, you kind of intuitively came into these and created them just from how you were feeling. And now you're sharing them to kind of help girls as they're going through those cycles. You're showing them what worked for you so they can apply that to their cycle. Yeah. So it's something that honestly has been pretty life-changing for me is just, you know, knowing which workouts can support our bodies because it allows us to get really better results from what we're doing. Like if you're doing hit when you're on your period, it can actually cause the opposite effect. It can raise your cortisol, cause you to store fat. Whereas if you're doing that when you're say ovulating, which is like halfway through your cycle, when you're feeling energized, your hormone levels are at their peak, you can do more intense workouts and benefit from it. So what I, what I tried to do was create workouts for every single day of the cycle. So you can kind of like jump in wherever you are and know that that workout is going to be beneficial to your body and supportive of your body. And I think, yeah, exactly what you said, Kylie, like the intuitive aspect to it is like checking in with yourself and saying, what does my body need today? Because I think we really, we do know we're the expert of our own bodies. We know what we need to feel our best. So following that is so important. Were there any other steps you took to help your hormone health? Like were there any other daily habits or did you have to change your diet or anything? Yeah. So I definitely had to overhaul my diet. I was at the time I was doing like intense intermittent fasting, which I think can be beneficial in different stints. But for me, I was doing like 18 or 20 hours. I was waking up, chugging iced coffee for breakfast, pushing myself through like an intense hit workout and then maybe having a protein bar or something. And it, that whole kind of thing was just raising my cortisol so much in the morning that my body was freaking out and it was holding on to any extra weight. I was gaining weight. So I really had to kind of adjust my entire lifestyle. And one of the things was like, I cut out intermittent fasting and I stopped having iced coffee for breakfast or having iced coffee as a meal. That was something that was like hard for me to switch because it was such a habit that I had had for years and years and started to really focus on eating 
balanced meals throughout the day. So eating blood sugar balancing meals and doing that by having protein, healthy fat, high fiber carbs, fruit or veggies at meals, like an actual meal that would keep me feeling energized and keep my energy, you know, stable instead of having crashes. And it also can really help with preventing those kind of cravings. Cause I think if you're just like skipping meals or forcing yourself to push through hunger, you're constantly dealing with that. Like you're fighting your hunger all day, right? You're fighting against your body. You're thinking, okay, well, how much longer do I need to wait to eat? Or maybe I'll just have this little snack instead of, I could have, you know, a meal and it would probably be a lot more beneficial. So making sure to focus on actually nourishing my body was a huge one. And then also for hormones, reducing stress. I think so many of us are living in fight or flight. We're always stressed. We're always busy. So finding ways to be a little bit more mindful, and that could be just like a walk outside or meditating, but finding some ways to find calmness amongst all the craziness of day-to-day life was really helpful too. Do you find that stressing the importance of one of those different factors was more important than the other? Do you feel like diet really benefited you the most or it was working out or was it just all three in general? Like which one do you feel like there should be put some emphasis on? You know, that's such a good question. I think if you are dealing with hormonal imbalances or if you have, you know, like myself, been over exercising and under eating for such a long time. I think that the whole combination of all those things is really important. So working out and doing the right workouts for your hormones during each phase of your cycle is really great. It's going to help you get better results, make sure you're not overdoing it. And then to fuel those workouts or, you know, ensure that you're supporting your body and having healthy hormones, what you eat is so important. But I think too, the mindset can't be underestimated because having a good mindset and, you know, questioning any of your beliefs around sort of food or like, why do you think you need to hit, do hit workouts? Or why do you think you can't eat breakfast or you can't eat carbs? Like doing all that sort of mindset work and practicing mindfulness, listening to your body, checking in with yourself is so important. And I think often underrated as well hundred percent. And I want to talk about something that all three of us do love, even though we're super passionate about health and wellness and balance, we also love cocktails. So how do you find balance when it comes to things like alcohol and sticking to your routine? So I do love a spicy margarita. I think Kylie's a spicy margarita girl mm-hmm. from listening. Yeah. <laughs> Sophie, you have some good. Hey. I know. I love that. I wish we were all having cocktails now. Maybe oh, we, we should can, have like, made one before we got that. on. I know. Totally. <laughs> it's like, it's like so early in the day in LA, but it would have been fun. <laughs> but, I it's 8.30 p.m. for me here. It would have been absolutely appropriate. Well, that would have been so perfect. <laughs> um, no. So I do. I think it's so important to have balance with your lifestyle and to be able to celebrate life. And, you know, I feel like sometimes there's no better feeling than just catching up with girlfriends and having a cocktail and just taking that time to be present and switch off and celebrate life. I'm so into all of that. And I think, you know, I go through phases. So there's certain times like during the holidays or in summer, I'm probably going to be drinking, socializing more often. And to balance that out, I do maintain a healthy lifestyle. And I think that it's fine. But one thing I've noticed is like, if I'm 
filming a lot of workouts and I maybe take a break from drinking hangovers hit me so hard. So I need some of the undo the booze. I'm like, I need to get, (laughs) but do you guys find that too? Totally. And I also feel like, you know, I have had to become intuitive with alcohol as well. Like if I go for drinks and I'm like, so actually not in the mood for drinks and I drink that night, I also feel like the alcohol just hits me so much harder as well. Like, I feel like I have to really be in the mood for drinks for my body to like actually process it how it wants to, which is kind of true with everything. Like even food, you know, eating and workouts, like you said, like doing a workout, your body doesn't actually want, like you don't really get the results out of it. So with alcohol, it's like something that I've noticed. No, that's so true. And I think I wonder if, you know, it's going to become intuitive drinking will be the next trend or intentional (laughs) drinking, but I totally get that. And I think one thing I try to do is drink to celebrate. So I'm, I'm never going to drink to feel better. I'm going to like, if I'm not feeling well, or I'm not drinking just because it's Friday or just because, you know, it's the weekend. I always want to drink to celebrate something. And that Mm -hmm. could be a friend's birthday. It could be, you know, a win that I had with work or, you know, we just created a new program. So I like to drink to celebrate. And I think that also just makes it more fun. I think that's important. And I've also learned, which has really helped me is you don't have to finish your drink before you go home. Like I was always (laughs) that person who was offered a shot just before I was leaving. And I was like, yeah, sure. You don't need that last (laughs) shot. Just go home because I'm like, why do you need to drink more if you're just going to go to bed? It's just setting you up for failure. No, that is the hardest lesson to learn. Honestly, sometimes what I do, and this is like a hack, is whenever I'm bought a shot and I'm already past that point is I get a cup of chaser and I like, will do the shot and then spit the shot into the <laughs> chaser glass. Like it's something that has really helped me sustain. Cause some of my friends are so wild. Still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, I, I never really do the shot. <laughs> I love to fake it. I think it's so fun. I, I get off of I just as much as taking the shot. I think it's so hilarious. <laughs> no, same, same. You have to, you have to look after yourself. Exactly. So good. I want to talk about gut health. We'd love to hear about your journey and how it relates to Mm -hmm. your hormones and everything and what really helped you to heal yourself from within. Yes, definitely. So for myself, I, I've dealt with the worst bloating for the longest time. And I think so much of it is from when you are restrictive with your diet and you're cutting out all of these foods that maybe you don't necessarily need to be cutting out. Then when you do start to eat a normal diet again and add some of these foods back in, you're dealing with all of this bloating and it can be really discouraging. So certain things, I think also it's a process, right? So for me, I had to really figure out what worked for my body. And one of the things I did was played around with eliminating certain inflammatory foods, but doing it in not a super restrictive way because I've been in that headspace. So I think the intention behind it is so important. So for example, I, I tried cutting out things like whey protein and protein bars. So packaged things like that. Soy, I was eating a lot of soy milk, tofu, um, and even oat milk. I was noticing I, that when I was drinking oat milk, I was having these stabbing pains in my stomach and my skin was 
you know, breaking out. So when I cut out those three things, I think were the biggest things. And I started focusing on adding in more whole foods, more anti-inflammatory foods. So I started eating more seafood and more fresh vegetables, healthy fats, avocados, nuts, seeds, real actual whole food and it's unprocessed state that really helped my digestion. And I think it's, you know, every body is so different. So something that I think is so important is checking in with yourself after meals and just noticing how you feel. So if you're eating something and you notice that it's always making you bloated or you're eating something and then the next day you wake up and you have breakouts all over your chin or your forehead, you know, it can be a sign that that food isn't working for you. And I think there's always something that you can then replace it with and add in. That's going to make you feel better. Like I'm not missing eating processed protein bars and having real Mm -hmm. food instead, or like, you know, it's just making those little swaps that are going to support your body and your digestion. And then one more thing is digestive enzymes have completely changed my life. (laughs) Like I carry them in my purse. (laughs) What do you take? What are they? So I really like the, have you heard of array, the bloat capsules? Mm -hmm. I love those ones. And I feel like they are really good. I also like the bye-bye bloat ones. And I think that those ones have helped even, you know, even if you can just have pineapple or papaya, like those have digestive enzymes in them, and it can really help to break down the other food that you're eating. So for me, taking those with meals was a big game changer. And also like eating in less of a stress state can really help with your digestion and everything. And I think Kylie, you said that earlier too, is just making sure that, you know, even if it's taking a couple of deep breaths and trying to not be looking at your phone or multitasking while you eat, it seems so simple, but I think so many of us do it. Like I catch myself doing it all the time, but trying Mm -hmm. to be present and calm And just noticing, you know, how you feel from food has made a big change for me. I've definitely noticed that when I've been eating, if I start walking around or I'm on the move and I'm trying to eat something quickly, I will always get heartburn and indigestion and it just doesn't sit right. So it's so important to actually sit down, enjoy your meal and take the time to process it. No, I totally agree. When we had Ingrid de la Kenny come onto the show, she put like a really nice perspective to eating your meals, just basically glamorizing it. And she was just like, you know, food is so beautiful. Take in the colors of the fruit you're eating and how juicy something is and how it tastes and like just glamorizing your meals and being present, really experiencing them like can help you digest so much better as well and just enjoy food in a really good, healthy way. And I feel like anytime I do that, I'm like, I'm present and it makes such a big difference for digestion. I love that. No, I think that's incredible, honestly. And I find it's funny because when you're on vacation or you're on holiday, you know, you're relaxed, you can eat whatever you want and you're really enjoying meals out. But then when you're in your day-to-day life or you're working, you're stressed out, it just, it makes such a difference. I love that. I'm going to start glamorizing my meals. <laughs> so good, right? <laughs> well, we would love to dive into your mental well-being self-care practices. Um, we we follow your stories and we know that you just are really great about being intuitive with all of this as well. So what are some practices that really help you with your mental well-being? Could be journaling, could be meditation, anything outside of your workouts that really makes a difference in your life? 
For sure. I swear by having a morning routine that is going to set you up for the day. I feel like if you can find some calmness in the morning and take time to get your mindset right, it can really have an impact on how the rest of the day goes. So for me, I will try to wake up earlier than I need to be somewhere. I need to be doing something so that I have that bit of me time in the morning. And I love to meditate or journal sometimes both if I have more time, but I find for me, journaling is one of the best ways to just get clear on what's going on in my head. I do something called the morning pages a lot, which is basically your free writing for three pages or so. So I'll get up and I'll think of sort of, you know, what's on my mind, just let whatever comes out on paper. I think trying to not monitor your thoughts and just letting whatever comes out, not judging yourself or what it is that you're sort of putting on paper. And it can be so therapeutic. And some days I may need to work through something. Like if I've been stressed or anxious about something and just work through that mentally. And then other days, maybe you need a pep talk. So you're writing out some affirmations. I can handle whatever today throws at me or just finding different ways to basically pep yourself up in the morning and get clear on how you want your day to go. And I noticed the days I don't do this, I am a monster. Everything feels rushed and chaotic. And I'm like, so I think just carving out that little bit of time, even if it's going on a morning walk and listening to a podcast or, you know, listening to a vibey playlist, I feel like it can just make such a difference in your day. Journaling has become such a big thing. I feel like everyone has jumped onto it because they realize the benefits of it. I've got to be honest, I haven't tried it. I guess I got to tune into my childhood self because as children, did you have a diary? Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I feel like my childhood self was onto something there. Like I loved writing in my diary, jotting it all down. So I feel like little me knew what she was doing and I've got to now start it up again and do it as like adult me and get back into yeah. the journaling side of things because I hear such good things about it. It is really good, but I think any, cause you, Sophie, you meditate quite a bit. I meditate. I do like 10, 15 minutes guided meditations and I do love that. So yeah. I think I'd love journaling. I've just got to get into it. Yeah. I haven't started yet. No, it's, it's definitely good. I think, but I think anything that works for you, some people have such a hard time sitting and meditating some people. So I think it is just finding, finding something that actually makes you feel good instead of just trying to like tick it out off a box. Cause mm-hmm. I think sometimes like that morning to-do list can be like, okay, I have to journal for 10 minutes and meditate for 10 minutes and then do my skin. You know, I think just if you're focusing on whatever's going to make you feel good, it's the best. I've had the five minute journal. Is it the five minute journal? I think yeah. so. I've mentioned it before. Yeah. I have it, but there's not enough space. (laughs) Like this is why I think I need the three page thing. Cause sometimes I'm just like, okay, like, I guess, you know, I'm just going to keep going. I'm like next thing. You have too much, too much going on in your head for just the two lines of the paper. Totally. Totally. Well, we would love to dive into your beauty practices. We just did mindset. Beauty practices is something we're obsessed with here. You know, this, what are some of the big beauty practices in your life that you just, they're non-negotiables. So I love lymphatic massage. This has been one of my favorite forms of self-care. I 
I mean, when we're in Bali, I'm so fortunate because there you can get amazing lymphatic massage. There's so many different places. It's so good. And I find like, it's, it's nice because it's a great way to deep load. And I obviously love how aesthetically it looks after, but it's also such a great thing for your body to help flush out toxins and water retention. So I like to do that before we film workouts so that I'm, you know, feeling really refreshed and calm and also like looking good on camera. Cause <laughs> I think it's all, you know, um, it's all important. You want to be feeling confident and like your best self. Mm-hmm. And then other things I love for beauty are, I've been getting these builder it's called builder in a bottle biab nails they're kind of hard to find but it's like a hard gel manicure and I've always had the hardest time finding a long-lasting manicure so that's one thing that I really love if you can find it I feel like it's really healthy for your nails and lets them grow quite long and then with hair this is the last thing that I recently tried in LA is I got it's called albage and it's like a more natural form of bleach. And my hair was getting so damaged from just travel and, you know, different water, different products. So Mm -hmm. my hair after dyeing it with the Elbage actually feels a lot softer. So those are three things I've been loving. Amazing. Oh my God. Coming in with the good tips. Thank you. (laughs) I know it's so funny because I feel like you can be really holistic with everything in terms of what you, you eat. And I know there is great clean beauty and clean makeup and everything now, but I think it's, again, it's about finding a balance, like what works and also, you know, what is going to get the result or help you achieve what you want out of your beauty practices. So Mm -hmm. I love you girls have so many good tips for all of that. Yeah. You got to pick and choose your battles between, you know, clean and not clean and hair dye is definitely a tough one to be completely clean with. (laughs) Oh my gosh. No, it's so hard, (laughs) especially being blonde. I feel like it can be damaged. So happy new year, everyone. And before you fast forward through this ad, let me just stop you right there because I have a game changing product for you and you're not going to want to miss this. Yes, it's the new year. Yes, you're trying to do everything you can to look and feel and be your best self. But you shouldn't have to cut out cocktails to do that. Personally, that's just my opinion. But what if I told you that you could enjoy your cocktails and not feel hungover the next day? I know it sounds crazy, but with Undo the Booze, this is possible. This is an after alcohol supplement that you take when you finish your last boozy beverage and it allows you to wake up feeling fresh and ready to go the next day. This is full of vitamins that are depleted when you drink. It's packed with minerals and herbs to support your liver since that's what's taking a beating when you're drinking. And last but not least, it has a ton of amazing adaptogens in the formula. These adaptogens help your mental well-being after drinking. So anxiety, fatigue, next day jitters, all of those, goodbye. So if you want to try Undo the Booze, I have created an exclusive discount code for all of our listeners here at the Not So Simple Life. Use code SIMPLE, S-I-M-P-L-E at UndoTheBooze.com at checkout for 10% off your entire order. That's right. Get 10% off your entire order with code SIMPLE. Now let's get back to the show. 
I am personally a big fan of trying to encourage people to follow their passions and turn their passions into a career because no one wants to be stuck pursuing a career or a job that they're not in love with and they're not actually happy doing. So what helped you realize and find your passion and turn it into a career for you? That is such a good question. It's something too that I love talking about with other people. I I think that it's so important to find what really lights you up and what you feel like you can do, you would do every day if you weren't going to get paid for it. Like that is something, I think that's where you can really find your passion is to start focus on what you love, what doesn't feel like work. And for me, I always loved working out. And, you know, at first I thought, oh, I'll become a fitness instructor because then I'll get to work out all day. (laughs) I quickly realized that's not exactly how that works, but What I did find is when I was teaching classes, I loved, you know, the energy in the room and seeing people challenge themselves and try new things that maybe they didn't think they could do and really, you know, carve out that time and show up for themselves to work towards something, maybe mentally, maybe physically, maybe they just need to take an hour for themselves to switch off and connect to their body. And I think it's so beautiful to be able to, you know, help inspire people to get back to their bodies and connect to themselves. So I love teaching and I think it's so beautiful to be able to inspire people to move their bodies and be kind to their bodies. And I've always loved that by teaching workouts, I'm able to maybe help or by sharing, you know, my workouts, I'm maybe able to help people avoid some of those same struggles that I've gone through and help them to, you know, feel more of that self-love for themselves. So teaching classes, I really loved in terms of turning, you know, teaching Pilates into an online business and career. I really have to thank my boyfriend for that. He came to one of my reformer classes and he looked at me after and was like, where did all of this come from? I've never seen you light up like this. And you're so excited about everything. And you love to teach a class and be creating different exercises. You need to share these workouts with the world. And he sort of went home that day, researched how to film workout videos, ordered all the equipment. And that weekend we went together to a beach outside of Sydney and we started filming workouts and putting them on YouTube and just quick five to 10 minute workouts. And I loved it. I thought it was so fun that we would travel around Australia, go to the different beaches. I would get to create all these different workouts that were really things that I also wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And that I could share them with the world and I could connect with so many people around the world is incredible. And from there, we created the app, which is now Align and have such a beautiful community of women. And especially now focusing so much on women's hormones and working with your body. It's so amazing to me to see how that can change people's lives. And, you know, if I can share with the world with the people who do my workouts, all of the things that I think would have really helped me when I was starting my own journey and help them build confidence in themselves and improve their self-love and start to feel really good and appreciate and celebrate their bodies. That I think is the most beautiful thing. 
So it really all started from finding something that I enjoyed doing and just putting my all into it, not really knowing where it would go, having an idea of what I would like to do. But I think if you have something that you're passionate about and you just start taking those baby steps towards it, you keep building that momentum towards what you want to achieve all different, you know, possibilities and opportunities are going to come your way. And eventually you'll get somewhere and and see sort of, you know, why it's all worked out the way it has, but yeah, I think it all just starts with taking that action and believing in yourself enough to go after what you want. 100%. That's so inspiring and the best advice. Just give it your all. And if it sticks, I feel like it sticks. If it's meant for you, you'll, you'll feel that. Well, I would also love to dive into your boyfriend and how you guys work together. We see that you guys do a lot of this content together and I feel like you could probably give us all some great advice, whether it's someone's boyfriend, someone's best friend, someone's family member. If you're working with someone that closely, what has helped you in this scenario and has helped you to thrive while doing this together? Yeah. So it was definitely a learning experience when we started working together because when Alex, my boyfriend was helping me to film workouts on the weekends, he was working as a lawyer at the time. And then I was very creative and have very different strengths from one another. So he, you know, he taught himself how to film. And once we started the app and our business started to expand so much, we, he had to commit to doing a line full time with me. And in the beginning, it was definitely hard to figure out how the other person works because he's so practical and analytical and he loves, you know, a strategy and a method and having set times that we're doing things and deadlines. Whereas for me, I, I'm so much more creative. And if I'm inspired to do something like that's what I want to do, I don't want to have a set routine or any structure like freedom to me is so important in what I'm doing. So finding ways to balance it out so that we're each focused on our own strengths. So he's not trying to put too much input into the creative side of things or the workouts that I'm going to film or the programs that we're going to create, but he's great at, you know, making sure that the business is running as a business, certain things I'm not great with making sure like all of that more sort of practical stuff is getting done. So I think it's really important when you're working with anyone, whether it's a partner, a friend, it's important to allow people to focus on their strengths and to have really open and honest communication with each other, because you're not always going to agree on everything. So I think it's so important to make sure that you're hearing the other person out and appreciating their point of view and where they're coming from and then finding ways to work together. But yeah, at the end of the day, I really do feel like if you are working with a partner or best friend, and if you ultimately have the same vision of what you want for your life, for your business, you know, there's no one you would rather see succeed, or there's no one you'd rather celebrate different achievements with or success with than someone who you do love. So it's, it's a great experience. I mean, you girls working together, I'm sure have a lot of tips for this as well, Yeah, but it can definitely be challenging. 
Yeah, for sure. But it's so nice to have someone behind you that like believed in you so much that they dropped everything to do this with you. It's like so motivating to know that he's fully behind you and so supportive. No, it's honestly amazing. And it's, it's wild to me. I'm always blown away because, you know, he's had no background in film or it, he doesn't even have Instagram. So, <laughs> so does I he think film it's all of the workout. <laughs> yes. Oh so God. he'll just, he'll watch tutorials or he'll do master classes. And then the next time we film, he'll have implemented new equipment and made sure that the quality has been improved. And I'm, I'm always blown away. I'm like, where are you learning all of this? He's doing a good job. <laughs> Props to him for sure. <laughs> He's sitting outside listening. So I'm sure he'll be like, so happy to hear. <laughs> giving us some credit over here. Well, it is a brand new year, it's 2023, and I want to know what are you doing to start your new year off right? And what tips do you have for everyone else to also have an amazing start to 2023? I love New Year's. I'm one of those people, I love a fresh start. And I think something that I've done for the past maybe five years is on New Year's Day, if I'm not super hungover from new year's eve parties then i'll do a journaling thing it might be january 2nd january 3rd but in that first <laughs> for me week, it's always I'm january going... 2nd <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally it's the new new year exactly because so I, I do love to celebrate new year's as well so Same. i think yeah it's such a fun celebration i think um something i love to do is carve out a little bit of time to get clear on what i want for the upcoming year I like to take some time to, you know, set intentions, write out different big goals I have and really dream big. So I try to ask myself different like journal prompts. So a couple that I love are what would make this year incredible? Like what are some big goals and dreams that I have? Who do I need to be and who, how do I need to show up in my life to be the person that actually has these things? I think it's really important to get clear on, you know, what you want and who you need to be to get there, because that can help you then to think of the different sort of habits and routines you need to implement, maybe certain skills you need to strengthen. And it can give you sort of more of a blueprint of what you need to do to get where you want to go. So I think first is like giving yourself that time to really be inspired and think big and think, you know, if this was the best year of my life, what would happen? And then getting clear on what you maybe need to, what steps you need to commit to taking every day. What habits do you need to wake up earlier? Do you need to build your self-confidence? Do you need to say yes more? Do you need to, you know, cut out negative self-talk or self-sabotage and sort of just getting clear on how you want the year to go and what you're going to do to ensure it goes that way, I think can be a great way to set the tone for a new year. I'm inspired. I'm journaling. I'm ordering a journal. That's not a five minute journal after this. I need to do that. That's so amazing and such great advice. I want to also do something for the three of us. What is one thing that all three of us would like to leave behind in 2022? Sophie, maybe you can start us off. Ooh, <laughs> I wasn't ready. Um, <laughs> um, scrolling TikTok late at night. Okay. All right. That's actually such a good one. Yeah. Uh -huh. Last night I was awake till like two in the morning and I was like stuck in a scroll and I was like, get off your phone. And I just couldn't detach myself. It was horrible. It's Amazing. addictive. It honestly is addictive. Yeah. Bailey, what are you going to leave behind in 2022? 
maybe stressing over things I can't control. I always find myself like letting my imagination run wild and coming up with all of these doom spiraling scenarios. So I'm going to try to think more positively and stop being so stressed about things that'll probably never happen. Love that. Mine is pretty similar. I was going to say (laughs) leaving behind my habit of overthinking and just being more present. Cause I think that's the best way to get out of your head is to just be present and experience things as they come instead of making up scenarios in my head. Like it sounds like <laughs> I love journaling is really going to help get those thoughts on paper. <laughs> yeah. We're all Scary thoughts. <laughs> Totally. Well, Bailey, since you're such a devoted listener to the podcast, I'm sure you're aware of what our final question is going to be for you, which is what are three products or gadgets you can't live without? I love this question. And I get so many good tips from your episodes. I would say for me, Bala bangles, I get asked this question probably more than anything else, where are your ankle weights, wrist weights from? So they're Bala bangles. They're so cute, little wrist weights. They make you want to work out and mm-hmm. they do add a, a bit of an extra burn. So that would be number one. Number two, I would probably say a sleep mask and earplugs, especially when I'm traveling or just day to day. I feel like sleep is so important. So I really like to have like eye mask, earplugs, total mm-hmm. darkness and silence. And the last one. Oof, I am going to go with a gua sha and a good face oil. I think I can get pretty puffy. So I have a body gua sha that I love and I have a face gua sha that I love. And I feel like it's a really nice way to practice self-care, but also to just de-puff and be feeling glowy and fresh. Love it. And we will link some of those in the show notes. We are obsessed with all of those products as well. I would love to wrap up this episode by you letting our listeners know where they can find you, where they can find your app, all of the things. For sure. So on Instagram and TikTok, my handle is Bailey Brown, but Brown is spelled B-R-W-N. And then my app, Align app is at align.app on Instagram. Alignapp.com is the website, and you can also find the app in the Android or Apple store. And it's great. We have our new Align Your Cycle program. So that's different workouts for your cycle, as well as other Pilates workouts. Amazing. You guys are killing it. Congratulations. And thank Thank you so much for coming on here today. You've been an absolute delight. And I really hope we get to chat again soon. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited for the rest of your podcast this year and seeing everything you guys get up to. Well, if this episode hasn't got you motivated yet, I don't know what will. I am ready to kickstart the new year and get back on my A-game, and I hope all of you are too. But before we wrap up this episode, we have a couple of questions that we want to answer that you guys sent into our Instagram. And number one is, what is one self-care gadget that's worth the splurge? Hmm, that is tough because if there's a department that I love to splurge in, it's definitely self-care. This isn't necessarily 
a gadget, but I think skincare splurges are absolutely worth it. Like my moisturizer, Augustina's Bader, the rich cream. I think that is something that's worth the splurge, but maybe, maybe a juve red light therapy. I think red light is so good for the body for cell turnover, for just energetic movement throughout the body. I don't know. I'm a big fan of red light therapy. Juve is the brand that I like to use. J-O-O-V-V. It's expensive, but in my opinion, worth the hype. Mm, I still need to try that. I've heard good things. I don't know. For me, I, I do love a facial steamer. I got one for my mom and I'm always using it. I absolutely love it. It's very relaxing. It just kind of feels like a little at-home facial. So for me, I love that. Amazing. Well, let's go ahead and go to number two. The second question submitted is, what is your favorite shampoo and conditioners for damaged hair? Um, I don't know. I'm always switching it up. I don't really have a consistent product that I use, but if I do feel like my hair is feeling like it needs some extra love, I usually go for Karis, Karis Stars products. Love. You, heard, you love them? Mm-hmm. That's what I usually go for if I need some extra care. What about you? Yeah. My sister was actually looking for like a leave-in conditioner for her hair. Cause she's feeling like it's a little damaged and frizzy. And I was on set with a really incredible hairstylist and he recommended the Kerastase leave-in conditioner. But for my usual shampoo and conditioner, I don't care what everyone says. I am an Olaplex girl. I don't really use like the strong product from Olaplex, but the shampoo and conditioner is chef's kiss. Yeah, those are good ones. Well, guys, thank you so much for being here with us to celebrate this new year. And I hope you guys are feeling inspired and ready to take on a brand new year and achieve amazing things. But if you guys want to show us some love and get good karma, go and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to subscribe. Yes. And don't forget to head on over to our Instagram page at the Not So Simple Life Podcast. That's where you can find us, submit questions for Q&A and so much more. Until then, we will see you guys in February for a brand new episode. Cheers.